from within. I remember talking to somebody around Ash Wednesday, and this young man was saying, well, how come, it's kind of, I guess it was a non-Catholic perspective. He's like, why, why do I need to do something so that God knows that I love him? I mean, like, God knows everything, like, duh. Like, so, like, why do I need to do something just to prove that God knows that I love him? It's like, well, you don't have to. But the invitation is, I want to express, I want to do something so that I might show God that I love him, so that I might love him. I express it because I love him and so that I might love him. Does, does that make sense? Do you catch that? So I'm expressing my love, but by the act of doing it, it's also kind of increasing my love. It's like why I, I tell my, my family that I love them because I love them, and so that I might love them more. That it's, it's an expression that comes from me eternal, uh, internally, but it also forms me <coughs> internally. That what I do, what I say, it affects me, but it also flows from me. So I... So I go to Mass every Sunday because I love God and so that I might love God. Right? But something we can see, I was talking to a, a father recently and he was sharing with me, he's like, my, my daughter doesn't want to go to Mass anymore. I said, okay. She's a free human being. She doesn't have to. But he's like, but I brought her to Mass like every Sunday growing up. And I think it's, it's very easy that for all of us that I can, I can come to Mass every Sunday, but it's a choice whether I let it affect me. It's a choice whether I do the responses. It's a, it's a choice whether I sing. You know, singing, why do we sing so much at Mass? Because... You sing when you're joyful. And so we, we sing at Mass, we sing responses because we're joyful, because of what God has done for us, and so that we might be joyful about what God has done for us. So it's an expression, but it also forms me. It forms me internally. We hear this phrase today with Jesus quotes the prophet. He says, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far, far from me. Which makes me think of the, the prodigal son, right? That the, the older brother. The older brother decided to stay close to the father, but in this exchange with the father, you hear that his heart is really far from him. Like, yes, I'm in your house, but I wish I wasn't. Which I think actually, there's probably a number of Catholics who feel that way. Like, yes, I'm here, but I wish I wasn't. Which is one reason why I love working with college students, because it's like nobody has to be here right now. 
And so the fact that we're here is already an internal choice that opens us up that allow God's to, it allows God to work on us. But it's still possible to be sitting here you know, and, and, and not allowing that to happen. It's, it's a choice because we have freedom, right? And so everything, we ha- everything given to us by God, by, by our faith, is meant to help form and help us enter into a deeper relationship internally with God. Moses says in the book of Deuteronomy, he points out that God gives us his statutes and decrees that you may live. Like, the things that God asks of us, it's meant to give us life. Like, like coming to Mass. I don't, you know, like, um, when I come to Mass, I'm reminded that there's a bigger picture. I'm reminded that those disappointments from this week or this, the frustration or anger I felt this week, that there's somebody I can talk to about, about it with. That there's somebody that wants to help me, that maybe sometimes I can feel really alone, but I'm reminded that I'm not alone and that I have a God who loves me and wants to give me my daily bread. And so by staying close and faithful to the Lord through observing the Sabbath, I can actually live. I can be more free. I can live life to the full, like John 10.10 says. So Jesus points out that it's not what comes at us from exteriorly that, that, that it determines us, but it's what comes out from within us that reveals, like the internal reveals what's going on. Um, he says the things that come out from within, those are what defile. And I think that's important to, it's a good distinction to make because in our society today we're very good at pointing the finger or blaming somebody. You know, like I was at the party, everybody was drinking, and so that's why I drank. I was like, well, but you're still a human being. Like it was a at some point, I internally chose to do what I did. So, for example, today, if you went driving or walking around today, there's like extra. We've we, we supersized Flagstaff this weekend. There's a ton of people here. And so I'm going down Milton, and, and I think people are all backed up and frustrated. And this big camper, which is towing a car with bicycles on the back, is trying to get over to the right-hand lane. And I'm behind him and happy to see him go to the other lane. And... And then I see the car over here. I'm like, oh, that's a nice gentleman that, you know, he's letting in this huge vehicle, you know, RV and everything. Well, apparently he wasn't letting him in because all of a sudden he lays on the horn and then flips in the bird. And you might say, well, that camper made him do that. But Jesus would point out today that became an, ex- an expression of an anger that was already within that man. Do you feel, do you notice that? You made me do it. No. It it became a prompting perhaps, it might have elicited, but, but Jesus is inviting us to own those things that can only come from us. That the anger or whatever, like, it comes from within us. And so I notice it. So, like, when I play basketball, um, 
like, I played basketball this week at the HLC, and um, it didn't happen so much this, this week, thankfully, maybe I'm growing, but like every now and then, I'll get really frustrated, and like, somebody's like taking a cheap shot or something, I'm like, hey, I absolve you, man. No, like, I, um, <laughs> but like, I notice like, I'm getting really angry. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna, and then all of a sudden I catch it, like, the problem is not this other person. The problem is that there's something within me that's getting stirred up and being revealed. Because I hate to lose. I hate to lose. I hate to lose. Like, that actually is not from God. And so if I'm aware of it, that what stirs within me actually becomes an opportunity to go to the Lord and talk about my pride. Talk about my ego. Because if that's how I act on the basketball court, how am I going to treat my family members or my roommates? Or when I get a job one day and somebody comes down and says, hey, it's your fault. And not my fault, it's your fault. You know, like, do, do you feel that? And so I actually think with how the Lord works in our lives is he, when those things happen, when they come out, that if we as people of faith and humility if we can actually recognize God is trying to show me where he wants to go to help me. And so it's actually pretty helpful. Like at the end of like a basketball day, for example, for me, like it's good. I've learned it's good for me to go to sit in the chapel. And I reflect on what happened that day. But that's actually helpful every day. To kind of look back and to look at those moments of weakness <laughs> And, and to not run, because that's what, that's what Adam and Eve do, right? Adam and Eve, they mess up, and they're like, ah, you know, and they just like, they run and hide. And that's what we're all tempted to do. Like, like it's not my fault, it's their fault. And I'm just going to sulk and go back to my room and just be angry. When the father just waits and he says, this is stealing your peace, bring it to me. Something is threatening your happiness. I invite you to talk to me about it. And so every day we have the opportunity to go to him in prayer and to say, Lord, these are the things that, that really frustrated me today. Or these are my own weakness that came out today that I'm really ashamed of. And you're the last person I want to talk to about this with. And it's, but here I am. And it's precisely like that kind of action, that movement that allows the Lord to heal us from within. So I really believe that God, the divine physician, he, he like waits for us. Like, like we kind of notice what, what hurts or what's not good within us. Like, oh man, I keep falling into this same stinking sin. I would say, good. Notice that and bring that to the Lord. I had a conversation with somebody this week. Um, they called me and they said, uh, Father, I'm feeling really ashamed. And I said, yeah? Um, you want to tell me about it? They said, well, this sin that I've been struggling with sexually or whatever, like, it came out again. And I feel like such a failure. Like, no matter how much good I do, no matter how much I want to change, I keep falling into this pit. I said, well, well tell me more about that. And, and come to find out through the course of the story that, that he didn't 
you know, he didn't like fall in as bad as he did before. But then he went to confession quickly, and then he reached out to a friend. He called a friend. Then he reached out to another person, and then he reached out to me. I said, well, hold on a second. Like, you didn't always do that, right? Like, did you, you didn't fall as bad as you did. You went right to confession. You called a friend. You called me. Why are you calling me? I'm not even in the same town. You know, like, you don't have to do that. I said, let me just tell you, you feel ashamed and weak and broken, and I just want to say, as a spiritual father, I'm proud of you. That precisely when that weakness was revealed from within, that rather than running and hiding and beating ourselves up that we're so good at, that instead you brought it to the light, you brought it to where it can be healed, where the Lord can actually bring you peace and strength. I said, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. That's what changes us from within. That's what actually, I want to be a stronger person, but it's through that humility and trust in our loving Father that actually brings about my healing and a greater strength. And so I propose to you as we begin this school year, we're still at the beginning, right, that will make us stronger than ever. What will make this the best year ever is not that we're like stronger, but that we're quick to run to the Lord. We're quick to let go of our pride and to just show the Lord everything. And to perhaps have a couple of those lifelines that we can tell everything to. Because I know that there's stuff in our lives where we're like, I don't want anybody to know this. Or I feel really alone, but nobody wants to listen. People do want to listen. That's why I'm here. That's why we have two priests. There's students. There's focused missionaries. And that real healing, real growth, real strength happens when I stop trying to do it on my own, but I actually make the conscious choice to open up within and to bring it to the Lord. And praise God that we have a God who comes to us, who wants to be within us, to help us from within, to heal us from within, to strengthen us from within, to invite him in so that we can be with him, so we can become the person we want to be.